0: Jesus we ask you to manifest your presence by your spirit. Manifest your presence by sending forth angels to deliver to us precious and pleasant blessings. Thank you. We ask for your healing. Heal us of every disease. Physically, emotionally, heal us. Heal us Lord, heal us. Cause us to hear from you. Cause us to understand when we hear. Cause us to believe when you say, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Please be seated. Thank you. You're welcome to our service. Uh, We have hijacked Bramfontein and we've absorbed them into us. I'm sure some of those who went home are still confused. To say what is happening, what is happening is that you are you are hijacked and overshadowed, and that which shall come out of you shall be a blessing unto humanity. Amen. Yeah. I think the sound—it's a little bit—I don't know—give it a little bit of bass and take out the the gain is too much. But so this—is it still morning or this day? This day? This day? This day? Uh, we've been talking about the enemy's ways and uh, also at the same time talking about why we need to be spiritual amen and i'm quite i'm quite excited by the testimonies i'm hearing that they are testimonies of it's not like a pastor did this a pastor did that it's like god himself it's like the lady is saying that look it is god it's me me and me and my bible and god and that's what I want. That's what I pray for every day. When I pray, I say, "Lord, lift up your people, touch them, let them know you, let them love you. Take me out of the equation because I'm nothing. You are everything." And that's my prayer. Because you see, when you know your God, the Bible says in Daniel chapter eleven, verse thirty-two, that you would, you those who know their God, do you get it? They you will survive, but not only survive, you will do exploits. In Daniel chapter eleven, it say he it will. Such as do we against the covenant shaffling. But the people that do know their God shall be strong. Do you get it? The people who know, when you know your God, in times when everybody is collapsing, that's when you become even stronger. It's almost like when you know your God, when people are running helter-skelter, that's when you stand and you say, I have a God. And, and by that environment, you will do things that the Bible describes as exploits exploit. Something that is not ordinary. Hallelujah. I don't like the sounds. Something that is not ordinary. Hallelujah. So that is that is my desire. Because you see I've done this church before. 1998, 1999 I was in charge of a church like this. And the people grew. And the people became workers. And many of them were with me. But I can see that they knew about God. But they didn't know their God. And as things got difficult. I can see that they are not strong, but they are becoming weak. And I can see that they are not doing exploits. Exploits is doing them. Do you you get it? So, I feel like I have a second chance. And I pray to God that Lord, I can see clearly where things didn't work. And so I'm praying to God that he will raise up from amongst us people for himself. The people that know their God. And that is why the emphasis on your spiritual life. They, that's that's the basis for the emphasis. Because when you know your God, nothing shall stand you or withstand you. You go, you you change, you go to a community and you change the whole community. Yeah, through you, the whole there will be light in the community. And people will one day point in your old age and say, This old man, this old woman is the reason why our community is so beautiful. Hallelujah great so i'm sharing with you about many things you can call it but basically i want your attention to be drawn to the fact that satan's work amongst us is to deceive his work is not to just uh, make you not have rain or make you not have school fees or make you not marry and all those things his main work is to deceive you hallelujah and and this morning i was explaining to a group of church members that you see you can't deceive you can you can't deceive somebody when certain conditions are present one of the conditions is when there's light you see when there's light even what i can't feel i can see are you with me when i can't feel i can see and i made an example i took two similar cell phones similar size cell phones the only difference is one was navy blue at the back and the other was gray and i explained to them that you see When Satan is deceiving you, he's not deceiving you in a way that you can easily pick up that you are being deceived. He will not give you in place of something big, something very small. No. He will give you same size, but the two are different. Same size, but the two are different. And it is only when you have come to the end of your journey that you discover that I've been deceived. You see, and I made an example of my personal life. You see, being raised up from a poor family, most of you, you think you are poor, but you have, you don't, because you don't know poverty. That's why you are saying you are poor. Do you get it? But some of you, I mean, you can't compete. If I were to tell you. By just giving me an intelligence that allows me to go to places. But what Satan was doing was he offered me an opportunity to be to in quote live what I call a happy life. Some of you how many of you have drank here before? I mean I didn't say you are drinking now but now let's we let's just talk about before. You get it so it's just uh uh-huh. now we'll talk about today later. How many have drank before? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Yeah. Okay. Is there anybody here where you go to the factory to drink? The factory. Where they make the the beer. (laughs) Huh? You see, I was going to the factory. Because one of my friends, an older person, because all my friends were older than me, the lowest difference between myself and the youngest of my friends was four years. They were four years older than me, but the rest were older. And so they were working. And I'm not talking about, I'm not 20 years old. Just about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You, think you you, think Some of you, you think you started it, man. <laughs> Listen, we've been there before. You didn't start it. It's just that we have retired. Or we were retired by the Lord. Hallelujah. So sometimes when you are doing it, you think that, oh, you didn't understand. Listen, you just started. You recently started. If we were to continue, some of us would be very far from you. But you see, at that time, that life looked nice. And it looked fun. But the question I... Ask myself years down the line: Is that was that was that the life Satan wanted me to exchange for the life that I now had? Because I was thinking to myself, if I had given myself as Satan wanted, and listen, it was it, it was a nice life at that time. It's only now that I can look back and I say what was nice about it. But I tell you, when you are doing it, it's nice. Oh, please don't don't give me that. Don't don't give me that thing. You see how, how many agree with me that it's nice when you were doing it? Ah, it was fun. You know it was fun. It was fun. I'm telling you. You see, I wish I could say it was not fun. But I tell you at that time it was fun. Do you get it? And you see even now, even now it can still be fun. But the question is at what price? So, so, I realized that if I had stayed at that level and just allowed myself to be deceived, I was going to be an inferior quality of everything that I am today. Because I was going to be somebody's father. I mean, a father who is constantly drinking and womanizing. What type of father would you be? I mean, you always be drunk. Your children... You'll be drunk and you'll be removing your clothes. You'll come home with scars. I mean, you'll, you'll be disgracing your children in the village. Or in the town. In the neighborhood. They know that your father is always drunk. I mean, some of you, your parents are like that, isn't it? And you don't like it because that that alone, it, it hurts you. Because whilst your other friends, their parents come home very nice and diplomatic. I mean, you, when your father is coming, it's always... Is you are wondering whether the wind is blowing or, or he is generating the wind. Yeah, because some of you, your, fa- your fathers, I mean, your fathers are constantly moving. They are moving from left to right, so you wonder whether they are the ones that is blowing the wind for the earth or the, the community. And you don't like it at all. So I realized that I was going to be a very inferior father. Then, as a husband, I was I was never going to be function as a husband. Just the father of the children of most women. That that is what that's the role I'll get. The father of the children, not a husband. Because obviously, somebody who is drinking left, right, center will not even bother to marry. Often. I mean, why? What was a, when you are drunk, why do you get the money? When you give him money, even to come and lobola, he you, will you use the money to drink. And I was going to be an inferior quality of uncle. Oh, that uncle of mine who, who is always... I mean, just, just, just look at it too. Yet, you see, yet Satan presented to me that life as a good life it's just by the grace of god that i met jesus and he brought the light into my life and now i can see clearly the difference hallelujah and you see some of your friends and other people that could have been higher quality of whatever they are settling for but you see that is coming as the work of deception from satan satan tells you this is nice This is sweeter. This is better. Only to discover that he has, at what cost? He has robbed you of a higher quality, of a better life. Amen. Now, in the same way, listen carefully. In the same way, his work as a deceiver is continuing. It's not like he did it once and stopped. His his work as a deceiver is continuing. Because the Bible says in Revelation 12, verse 9, that he's that deceiving or the one who is deceiving, the whole world. And if you are in the world, you are part of the targets. Hallelujah. The fact that you are a Christian is not going to stop you from being deceived by Satan. I said the fact that you are a Christian is not going to be stopped or you are not going to be, that is not going to stop being deceived by Satan. He, if, listen, if he went to Jesus and remember he knew Jesus He knew Jesus and his demons and other people, they knew Jesus. When even the people that Jesus came to didn't know him. In Mark chapter 1 verse forty, I mean like the latter part, they said there was a demon in the synagogue and the demon shouted, thou son of David, what do we have to do with you? Have you come to cast us before our time? When nobody, even the pastors and the Bible readers didn't know Jesus, the demons knew because they've been they've been there, he's been there before they were created, and he knew everything. But you see, despite the fact that Satan knows that Jesus knows him, he still didn't stop at attempting to deceive Jesus. Oh, Pastor, what are you talking about? The temptations that we talk about is an attempt to deceive Jesus, particularly the one where he said if you will bow down and worship me i'll give you everything meanwhile he doesn't know that jesus could see through him that when i bow down and i worship you whatever you give me is still yours because the bible says that to whom you yield yourself yourself servant to that person you belong when you yield yourself as a servant when you, Anybody you serve, you belong to that person And everything you have belongs to that person Hallelujah So, so Jesus could see through Satan's deception Now, and it, it drove me to understand that If Satan can attempt to deceive Jesus Then you are no match Because some of you, you are ex-captives Or not some of us, all of us were ex-captives. In other words, once upon a time we were under his captivity until Jesus came to set us free. Until we received Jesus, we were under captives. We were Satan's full captives. He managed us and controlled us. And that's what Ephesians chapter 2 Paul said, that you who were in time past you who were dead in time past as he let's put it there, let's read it, let me just show you quickly. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 and you had he quickly, who were dead in trespasses and sins please can we read it in English so that we we, we don't have enough time you use go back to verse 1 once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins are you with me but what has happened You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Obeying who? The commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So you see, once upon a time he commanded us and we obeyed him. He moved us. Now, now that we are free, because of Jesus. What makes it not possible for him to try his old tricks on us? Have you ever met an old boyfriend that he... I mean, that's the most dangerous person to meet. No, 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 no. Even if you are married. Pray that you don't meet an old good boyfriend. I mean, some of you even as young as you are, you have experiences. The older ones, if there were older ones around here, they will tell you their experiences. The most dangerous temptation you can have when you are married is to meet an ex. I will not want to meet my ex. I mean, I mean, I'm just I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not preaching, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I don't know about you, but me, I would not want to meet my ex. I mean, if I'm meeting her, it must be in a very public place. And it's like, it's like, it must be, she's passing around or I'm passing around. But not staying in the same area. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't have that energy. It will, it will absorb a lot of my resources. You see, I have you to pray for. I mean, I can't shift praying for you to praying for my safety. Do you get it? I know you are pretending. Those who pretend. I mean, even some of you, when you go on holidays, I mean, as young as you are. So listen, listen. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is that we need to be mindful of the fact that that we are born again does not stop Satan from wanting to work in us by deceiving us. Are you with me? But you see, in the deception works when there's darkness. Deception works when there's darkness. Anywhere there's darkness, deception works. Darkness in knowledge, Darkness in understanding the implication of what you are doing. You see, all these things—that's what Satan does: to deceive you, to do something that is suicidal, yet you thought it was fun. Because I mean, look at it. I was actually giving myself to reduce my life. Because today, in my family—I mean, the family at large, uncles and things—I'm respected. Meanwhile, I have a cousin. Who is older than me in terms of... You see, the, the parents, they are they normally, in the family, they talk more about the sons. Because of the patrilineal father's side. So the sons, so I'm not the eldest of the grandchildren of, of, of my grandfather or the eldest of the children of, I mean, my father and his brothers. There's an elder's son But he said, just by giving himself to what I was attracted to and what I was also in, that's the alcohol, he's become nothing. That even now, when he comes to a meeting, it's almost like little ones shut him down, that you are disturbing. Because the truth is, the truth is, when he comes, he doesn't say anything sensible. Because he's either arriving drunk, or if there's alcohol at a meeting, he's coming to be drunk. And he's, I mean, it's like, that's the thing. Do you get it? And I'm saying that, what is it that has made this one settle for a lower life? And I was also, I was also on the road. Because it all, it was presented to us as fun. Young men, I mean, as a young man, that's what we do. The fun, what we know as fun. It's not reading the Bible. Ah, ah. Reading the Bible, you say you are boring, you are daft. When you come, you whatever is coming, Hallelujah, praise the Lord! This oh, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, brother. But you see, that's the thing. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, brother. You are the one who is deceived, but it doesn't look so. Some of you young men that all you do is just to sleep with one girl after the other. Look, what it what it is that you are being offered—a lower life. If the Lord does not deliver you, or you don't surrender to the Lord properly, you will discover that. You will discover in your old age, you don't even have to be too old, that you have been made to take something far lower than you. Because some of you are very intelligent. The reason why you are failing is because girls have filled your minds. And when you sit there, you are imma- when you are reading, you are imagining stars. Because you have been watching pornography. I mean, to the, I don't know why. Listen, it didn't. You know, can I confess something to you? I didn't come to preach what I'm talking about now. But I just feel that I must just hang around here small. It's, I'm just, it's just a small hand. I, I just feel like just hovering around this area a bit. Because some of you, it's almost like your intelligent brain is not working, not because it can't work, but because when it sits to work, then' pornography and other things, and you are planning other moves to make. In the name of "I'm the man." I don't listen, listen, guys, guys, I feel let me talk to you guys do you normally compete amongst yourself who has slept with many girls? Is it, is it, because in my time, in my time, that was, that was the thing among boys. I don't know whether it has changed because you are digital. It's still the same. It's still the same. Brothers, is it still the same? Can I hear the brothers? Is it still the same? It has changed. What has changed? Now, now is it is it now is it who watches pornography more or what? (laughs) Listen, I don't think it has changed much. Do you get it? Because it's like it's it's almost like it's something to be proud about. But come to think about it, I mean, after having sex with twenty girls, what does it do to you in terms of your standing in society? Who gets a job because he has slept with twenty? Apart from, apart from being a a, a, a pimp or whatever it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but you see, that's what Satan offers to us. He offers us something lower in exchange for something far higher. And even most Christians have been made to settle for far less. Most Christians have been made to settle for far less. A lot of Christians don't go into working in the power that is reserved for their lives. So they settle for far less. They just settle for me, myself my husband and I and our children and our nice home. That's all. That's all that most Christians want. Meanwhile, God has sent and called us to be world changers. We want to be just home, home, homemakers. Yeah, we want to be homemakers. Most women's dream is just a man. Meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile God has given you men, not man. But you want to settle Tells you that all you must settle Because through you many men will go to heaven Or through you many men can go to heaven But most, most, most women Want just one man it's like, And the one they also choose some foolish one heaven and hears our prayers. You say, ah, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> is that all? Many of you will get to heaven and discover that you never used one millionth of the provision that was made for your life. But you see, this is going to be possible because you allow Satan to deceive. And many of us Christians are deceived many of us Christians. are. You see, last week I said I was preaching about accepting that you are different. But unfortunately, we are Satan has deceived us to reject it and want to be like the world. And by so doing, we turn our back on what is to make our life glorious. And he has made us, Satan has deceived us to make us focus our minds and everything just on what we see here on earth. But this morning, I'm here to tell you that there is a realm beyond what we see. And you see, Satan is a wicked person that has made you, you see, his entrance into man's life is to reduce the vision of man to what, can, what is natural. Yeah. Because Adam and Eve, listen, let me ask you a question. I, I, why how come they realized they were naked after they disobeyed God? How come they realized that they were naked? How can they? Because is it that they were they were blind? Because otherwise, how would they be? How would Adam have seen Eve? For him to exclaim, whoa Bone of my bones." Flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. I mean, when he saw what he saw, he could he couldn't but to express himself well. And how was he going to? If he was blind, how was he going to be warned not to touch the fruit of the knowledge of tree and evil? So obviously, obviously, he was seeing. He was seeing if it's just natural seeing he was seeing before Satan came so how come they didn't see the things in front and under it has always been in front I don't know whether I mean it's not like it was on my back and I, didn't, I never it's not like it was on my back and I never had a mirror so it was when Satan came and opened my heart, then I could see my back. No. It has always been in front. Yeah. So the question I'm asking, and it's a question that as I'm preaching, it's come to my mind. I don't have an answer. I, I can't propose theories. I don't have an answer. The question I'm asking is that if their eyes were not seen, how could they see the beauty of what God has How could they see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? How could they see the animals? How could they see other things? So, how come they didn't see what is right in front of them? And that is that they were moving away. I don't know. But whatever, you see, whatever Satan did or made them do, it made them now become very conscious of what can be seen and touched. It's like the physical realm. Taking them or taking from them the ability to see beyond the physical realm. And that is the same thing you want to do to you. And he's trying to do to you or he's doing to you. Where all your efforts and every mind of yours is just focused on what can be seen, what can be touched, what can be held to the neglect of the realm where everything is happening. And that is the heavenly realm. Think about it. Why would Jesus say to Peter in Matthew 16 uh, uh, 19 or just around there, that I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. After that wonderful revelation of Peter, and when Jesus said this revelation has not come from just what you were taught in school, but it has come from the, it's like it's like you are now in tune with the spirit realm because heaven has spoken to you and you have heard it and you have repeated it to our hearing that thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God. So because of this, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. And then he said something. He said, whatever you bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. The question I always ask, what is the significance of binding something in heaven if binding it on earth is enough? And what is the significance of losing something in heaven if losing it here on earth is okay? Obviously, obviously, unless it is bound in heaven, it cannot be bound on earth. And unless it is loose in heaven, it cannot be loose on earth. Therefore, if Satan has anything to do to you and me, is to take our eyes off where the realms, or take our eyes off the realm where everything occurs. Are you getting what I'm saying? And make us focus on just the physical. I am this. I am what I wear. I am what I eat. I am what I like. I am what I don't like. That's how we are defining ourselves. Hallelujah. That's why we are defining ourselves. Meanwhile, God is looking at us differently. God is looking at us totally different. So the message I'm preaching is to bring our attention that we are under attack to be deceived or are already deceived. Where all our life and our energy and our everything is focused on what can be seen and what can be touched. Meanwhile, the what can be seen and what can be touched, its origin is not in what can be seen and what can be touched, but what cannot be seen and what cannot be touched. And the painful aspect is that it is not that we don't have access into the realm from where everything originates but rather because we are so deceived we have neglected to develop that access are, are you here with me or are you yeah. you see even in the natural realm a country may have a land underneath the land may be all the riches that they would ever need but until they develop or they give it attention to develop means by which they can access those riches those riches will not benefit them and that is what we see in africa where those who know how to develop access to those riches under the ground are the ones benefiting from our riches They are the ones benefiting from it. Because the one who knows how to get there is the one who will detect how much he will give you. And so they have focused on how to acquire things that are hidden. And we are busy focusing on how to enjoy things that they have acquired. And that is why we are poor. That is why our lives is low quality. And spiritually, the same is occurring. Where we have, you see, Jesus Christ there, his death on the cross for us, the access that he opened for us, who will believe in him? We have no idea. Listen, as a Christian, as a Christian, you have at your full disposal the power of God at your full disposal the creative power of god for your life and for anything god wants you to do unless you focus on it and develop it that you see that access would not materialize in your life yes it belongs to you just as the ground belongs to us the land in Rastenberg and all most parts of south africa belongs to the local people But you see, because they have not developed the ability to access what is underneath, somebody comes from over the seas and says, I've discovered you. After discovering you, he says, move, all this land belongs to me. Meanwhile, when he was crossing the sea, he didn't come with any of it. You see, God gave us the riches. Uh, because we have not worked on how to access the riches. Somebody who didn't have the riches worked on how to access it. And they are accessing it. We see it all over the world. All over the world. And Christianity is the same thing. You see, we say this false And the funny thing is that those who don't even believe in Christ know how to access the spiritual world Much better than those of us who believe in Christ. Yeah. They know how to access the spiritual realm. And they do access it for other things. And you, who have the rightful, you are the rightful access or the rightful place where God himself has sent to you his son Jesus to die for you. And as you receive him, he gives you his spirit himself. The spirit of God is God himself. And then we say, oh, we, we, we just want some hair pieces. Uh, what do you want? I don't even know what you want. Tell me what do you want. Get a mic and. Oh, you are damn lucky. There's only one cordless. Eh? What do you want? What do you want? What what do you want? (laughs) Oh, you can't answer because I'm preaching. From what I've said, you can't even say what you want. Hallelujah. Yeah. So listen, listen. What is the essence of this message? The essence of this message is to cause us to focus on developing spiritually everything that we need to bring us to work in the power of God and to shift our minds from the physical because the physical it's, 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 it's almost like it's insignificant and all your efforts in the physical if it does not have a spiritual backing to it, it will be useless all your efforts in the physical. If it does not. You can say, I don't believe it. You grow to believe it. Yeah. It just needs one evil spirit to come and spoil all your goods. When Job in the Bible, he was rich. Everything was working for him. But when God stood back and allowed Satan to operate, he lost everything. He could keep nothing i said he could keep nothing he could keep nothing thank god he had a he had he was in tune and connected to the realm where everything matters so therefore he was restored everything i don't know whether he got more wives because 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 the one who was there of course, he must have wives. Because if God blessed him with many sons, well, I don't know if it was the old one who said he should curse God and die. It was the old one. He had another set of children with him. Yeah, I don't know. I'll check later. I just As I'm preaching, I'm not caring to him. Anyway, it's okay. But you see, what I'm trying to say is that the spiritual realm matters more than the natural realm. And if Satan will deceive you, he will deceive you to focus on the realm which doesn't matter. That's why Jesus said, God is a spirit. And they don't worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman was focused on worshiping in the physical. At a place. But Jesus was telling her that no, 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 no. The physical, it's, it's just because you were not in tune spiritually. That's why we are teaching you to do things in the physical. But now, now that I have come, the door for you to enter into the spirit is open. So you are no longer going to do the physical things. You are going to do it in the realm where it matters. You are no longer going to play with the prototype. You are now going to do the real thing. Are you here with me? That is why as a Christian... There are some things that you must do if you are going to be spiritual. And by the way, I'm preaching from this book. Yeah, you have the book. I know you have the book. Don't worry. There are differences in administration, the same spirit. So I'm preaching from chapter 5. Somebody will do for me. What is chapter 5? To mature, how to be a spirit. To be a spiritual christian that's what that's what i'm teaching so point number one how to be a speaker pray often you, you must you, you see the experiences that the people are talking about you know some of them if i'll be honest with you i've not even had it myself and i'm jealous it's like somebody's seen angels i say ah but how can i tell people to go and pray and then lord you have not made me even see one angel and somebody seeing angels, who is not just standing there but doing, working, and comforting people, and like just ah. But if anything at all, why shouldn't I be the first one? <laughs> you see, somebody taking a book and sitting down to read and to pray and saying that I've been to places and nothing has helped me, but when I did it myself with the book and with my Bible and with God. Problem sorted. Yeah. So listen, you cannot be, that's what I started by saying last week, that you have to accept that you are different. And you cannot be spiritual and operate in the spirit and the, operate in the realm that matters without you spending time to pray. Don't believe in a lie that you just need a pastor with power to just lay hands on you and that's the thing. Look, everything that a pastor does, when he's gone, the demons will come and even make you, they'll beat you more. He said, you, why did you go? Why, 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 yeah. Oh, you see, you think I'm joking. Look, I don't joke. No, I don't joke. The Bible says, when a demon is cast out of the house, after many days, he went, and then when he couldn't find a place, he said I will go back to my house. And when he comes and finds it empty, he goes to bring seven more demons, more wicked than himself. That's what the Bible says. Look, the demon by you, think about it. If somebody makes you be beaten and then the one who beat you goes away and you meet up with the person, you didn't want to beat the person again. You beat the person more and you seize the phone that they used to do the first call the first place isn't it yeah that's if you can beat somebody but don't beat anybody please you're a christian christians don't beat they don't beat you don't as a christian you should not do some of these things that the world does some of you are always fighting arguing and not even arguing but quarreling and backbiting and all those things they they are people they are for people who are in the physical let it get out of your life in jesus name hallelujah so listen Number one, pray often, pray often. Make time. Some of you, you only make time for a boy or for a girl. And I will use that example. I don't care what you think. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. And that's what you know. If I say you make time for your father, you don't. If I say you make time for your mother, you know. It's a boy. A boy who has captured your heart. A girl who has captured your heart. That means if you take three taxes just to go and be with a girl... to pray. You can't just sleep all the time and expect that when you wake up five minutes, is enough. Don't believe anybody who says five minutes prayer is enough. It's not enough. It's not true. It's not true. It's, it's very ineffective. Spend time to pray, to learn how to pray. To, to pray until you are the Spirit of the Lord is present with you. Point number two. What is the next point? Just read the point. Be a spiritual person by seeking the will of God. In other words, what does God want my life to be like? What does God want of me? Christians today don't care about what God wants of them. It's like all we want is what we want of God. I mean, which which child or which parent? Would not be will just want to give their children things without they insisting that the child does what they want. Then you're not a good parent. And if a parent doesn't do that, they have more how much more about God? You get you can you see that you can never be spiritual unless you seek God's will for your life. You see, seeking God's will for your life will keep you safe and will make you walk in the realm where things must be done. When you don't seek God's will for your life, before you realize you are walking in irrelevant realm. Yeah, because listen, make no mistake. God wants you to marry. God, God wants you to have a car. God wants you to have children. God wants your children to be healthy, grow up and be nice and make you happy. God wants you to be happy. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. If he didn't want you to be happy, he wouldn't have put in you the ability to be happy. Whatever he put in you is what he wants you to have. When they make cars, they don't put in what makes it fly because it is not meant to fly. Are you with me? Yeah, and you cannot put something in a car that it will make it fly and say, no, I don't want you to fly. If you didn't want it to fly, then you should have put it there. And we don't do that. So in the same way, whatever is in you, whatever you desire, it's God actually who put it there? Because do you know that some people have they don't have the ability to be happy? Yeah, there, there, it's it's a, it's a condition, inability to 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 have joy. In medicine, they call it ahindonia or something like that. So I don't know the pronunciation, but it's a a-n-h-e-d-o-n-i-a it's a condition inability to express joy inability to express joy it's like it's taken away so anything joyful doesn't make them joyful because that ability is gone so if it's there then God wants you to have it but you see he knows how you can get it Satan always will offer you alternative but Satan will offer you alternative in the natural realm. And knowing very well that all your efforts in the natural realm would amount to nothing. Unless it is happening in the spiritual realm. God wants you to do it in the spiritual realm. And all your efforts in the spiritual realm will amount to something in the natural realm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you see, as a Christian, you must seek God's will for your life you say pastor i don't know god's will for my life listen i also don't know but i know the general will of god for everybody because the scripture that tells me that for by grace i am saved also continues to tell me that there are good works that god has ordained that i should walk in so i want to walk in those good works Somebody will say what are those good works what are those good works? those good works are the works of christ whatever Christ did is what he expects you to do. That is why he said, if anyone will come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. Whatever I did on the cross, you must also do on your cross. By his death on the cross, somebody receives salvation. By your dying to yourself also on the cross, somebody will receive salvation. Yeah. He didn't die out of comfort. He came. He he came to the world to die for us, so that we can. You 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 are there. You don't. You are not even interested in God's will for your life. So you don't even care what you. It's almost like me. Just if God will bless me, that's all I want. Bless me, bless me. When you pray, you start. Bless me. You close. Bless me. Hallelujah. So you must seek God what does God want me to do? It must be your concern. It must be your prayer. It must feature in your prayer. I said it must feature in your prayer. That God, I'm so mindful of you and you know what how to do? You know what you want me to do. That will bring all that I've prayed to you about. You see when we are children, we want our parents to buy us sweets, isn't it? We want them to buy us shirts or clothes. What else do you want? Toys, uh, what else? PlayStation, what else? Food, what else? Come again? Cell phones, bicycles, what? What is it? Skates or that thing that uh, roller? That that thing that they stand on? Not skateboard, not skateboard. There's another one. Hover hovercraft, hoverboard. <laughs> What else do you want your parents to get for you? Teddy bear. What else? What else? Come again. Chips. Trips. What else? Vacations. Car. Listen, listen. Do you realize? Do you realize that by giving you education and giving you a skill, in it is All that you are asking for in abundance. Did you realize it? That by giving you education and a skill, all the things you are asking for from them, you will have it to the point that you will be tired of it. But you see, they know how to give you what you're asking for in a better way. They know how to. It's the same thing about God. Everything you are dreaming of, God wants to give it to you in a better way. I said God wants to give it to you in a better way. So seek his will for your life. What does God want me to do? What is God's will for my life? God wants me to walk in good works. God, what are those good works? I want to walk in them. Hallelujah. What's the next point? Become a spiritual Christian by having a good conscience. In other words, don't don't sear your don't don't kill your conscience. Some to some of you when you are doing something and your conscience tells you what you are doing is so not right. Then you say, Shut up. And you block it. Some of you are good at blocking your conscience from speaking. Hallelujah. Yeah. But your conscience must not die. You must keep it alive by obeying it, by being sensitive to it. Because almost all of us, once we become Christians, for whatever reason, we are quiet. Eh, when we are going to do something that we shouldn't do, we immediately there's something in us that tells us why are you doing what you are doing in fact when we are unbelievers when we are going to do something that we shouldn't do we actually pray about it in other words and uh, it, there's nothing that tells us stop it so we pray that we'll succeed <laughs> for whatever is, we expect God to make us succeed but once we become Christians when we want to do something that is not right there's a in us that says no, this is not right. Then we say shut up. Who, who ask you your opinion? <laughs> are you with me? But as a Christian, as a Christian, you must allow your conscience to work by obeying it. When it speaks, you say yeah. You see what you are saying is true. Why am I going to do this? Should I really do it? Hey, you no. Know, maybe I should listen to you. Hey, but I also feel like doing. Okay, so but instead of saying shut up, because some of you you just shut it down. After you shut it down a few times, it learns to be very it's like, hey, this guy you you shut me down, let me keep quiet. What's the next point? By having regular fellowship. You see, you cannot be spiritual by not fellowship. In other words, to be spiritual, you must fellowship with people that are of like-mindedness and are of light like spirit because iron sharpens iron are you with me most of you you don't fellowship it's like coming to church or anything christian gathering It's a problem for you it's it's like we must pray that you would even accept the invitation to come to church you will find any excuse the slightest excuse is enough the slightest excuse is enough for you not to fellowship May you change Jesus' name. Yeah, because listen, listen, listen. It's easy to be spiritual. It's easy to be mindful of the spiritual when people around you are mindful of the spiritual. So even in church, your friends, you must choose your friends. Because some people are in church, they are more carnal than the unbelievers out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some, you see some people, they they are high grade canal people that have gotten born again. So it's almost like it will take a long time for them to become just the normal canal. It's, like it's like they are coming from far. You see, if, if you do the number line, the thermometer or number line, some people get born again when they are minus two. So it doesn't take long before you realize they are warm up two. Plus three, plus four, it is. But you see, and there are people out there in the world who are just like minus two of believers. They get their temperature is around minus two. But can you imagine somebody who is minus 80? And he got saved. And he starts coming to church. I mean, it's going to take a long time for him to get to two. Now, if you come to church and this is your friend in church, this is the person you see, he's very cold, he's very icy. He's not going to defrost now. So, you see, the power, listen, listen, the power of the cold that is in the person is going to neutralize the small, small heat that you are getting. Before you realize you are frozen. I said, before you realize you are frozen. So such a person would need somebody who is plus 300 to melt it and bring it quickly, to defrost it and bring it quickly to to zero and start warming the person up. But you, you are three. And and your best friend, your your temperature is three degrees. You are cold then your best friend is minus 60. Before you realize, before you realize you are hitting minus 15. I hope you are understanding my example. Now, the reason why I said that, you see, we say become spiritual by regularly fellowship. So come to church. But of course, when you come to church, it's not only the pastor you are coming to see, you are seeing friends and other people. So I'm saying that, have a mind that I'm on a spiritual journey. So even in church, who is my friend or who are my friends? I need somebody who is at my temperature or hotter to make me hot, warmer. Don't go for the minus 80s and minus 60s in church. Are you getting my point? Because... I mean, I must tell you, the people that were my friends and the people that I accompanied with contributed immensely to my Christian life and to where I am. Yeah. If I had company with cold Christians, frozen Christians, I would be frozen by now. What's the next point? By not keeping company with sinners. Some of you, you, you see, listen, let's hear me and hear me, hear me some of you, you must change your friends because your friends are total unbelievers. So how can how can somebody who is a friend to you be an unbeliever when you are a believer? Unless you don't understand what you are doing or what has happened to you, that you are a new creature. It's like God has made you from a bird to a lion, and you say, "Me as for me, even though I'm a lion now, I still want to have fellowship with birds." Do you get it? That's because the Bible said, if 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 2 5, 2, uh, 5, 17, he said, if and therefore, 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 if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are becoming new. So you are no longer the same. You see, this is what Satan will not want you to admit or to recognize that. Once you are born again spiritually, you are different. And therefore, you have to company with different people. They were your friends. They are not... You see, they are not evil. They were your friends. It's almost like saying that you are now free from prison. But because these people were your inmates, (laughs) every day they are the ones you want to have fellowship with. Listen, now that you are free, do you get it? Now that you are free, you need to learn how to live life being free. By developing yourself. Because maybe some of your friends, they are your friends all right. But because you are also a criminal like them, for whatever reason. Sometimes people go to prison for different reasons. Sometimes it's not just crime, but it's a prison sentence because of ammunition or something. They get it. Now, you were with them, but somebody pardoned you. You decided to pay for you to come out or pay the price, whatever. You are out. Now, your best way is not to always company, go back to them and say, I mean, we've been having a prison fellowship for a long time, so in me, I like the prison. No, your best way now, now that you are free, is to develop yourself into a lawyer. Do you get it? Into a lawyer or a a rich person or somebody who has the power to set them free. Like, develop yourself to become a president. And then you decide if you truly want to help them. It's not by going back to them as in terms of constantly fellowshipping with Because then you will not go forward to get the power to free them. But you see, when you get out of them, but they are still on your heart as friends, even in your prayers, you pray for them. What they need is not your physical fellowship. They need your spiritual prayers. Now that you have audience with God through your your accepting Jesus, you can talk to God on their behalf. Not by physically always being with them. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you really love your unbeliever friends, then come out properly and be a strong Christian and pray them out of unbelieving. And they will thank you. Yeah, they will say, this brother got born again. And today, we are all born again. He was a powerful brother. But you see, if you continue going back to them, and always fellowshipping with them you will will not have power with God I said you will not have power with God and therefore you cannot declare their release if they release you from prison and you are without education because maybe they put you in there very early and you keep on going back to the prison when are you going to do your law to be a lawyer to because some of them are there because they didn't have a good lawyer Yeah, yeah, have you not thought about it? So instead of going back to the prison all the time and saying, Oh, Lord, we were here together. I can't forget them. we were there. No, no, no. You see, rather develop yourself into something that can come and release them from prison. And take up their case because now you are a lawyer. You are not charging them for anything because you are friends. And say, I'm going to release you. You will come out. I'll spend every cent to bring you out because we don't, you don't belong to the prison. You are wrongfully in prison. But there was nobody to stand on your behalf and to fight your case to the end. That's why you are here. But as a friend, I've been there with you and I know how it feels to be there. I'm developing myself to set you free. Yeah. That, that's then. That, that but you see, some of us, we, are, we have this earthly wisdom. Say, so, oh, but the Lord said we should reach out to them. How do you reach out to somebody that you are weak? They will reach out to you. it's almost like going to witness to a girlfriend or a boyfriend who has been sleeping with you all the time and you just got born again a few days ago and you say I'm going to witness to him before you realize he's witnessing to you inside before you realize when we are coming to call you for prayer meeting you will say you are not there yeah today I'm preaching I said today I'm preaching I'm home, I'm home. What is the what is the topic? How to be a spiritual Christian. And you have to be a spiritual Christian because that is the place of your power. I said that is the place of your power. That is a place where you can change many things about you and about so many lives. Hallelujah. And we said what? Number one, don't Don't neglect Prayer Give yourself Make time to pray Don't neglect prayer Don't always be busy I'm moving around Oh, you're moving around Listen, you are like a blunt axe You need more strength And you don't have enough strength You're about to give up You're about to give up What you need is to sharpen your axe One strength you accomplish a lot, spend time to pray because some of you demons are lying to you all the time when you spend time to pray, they will lose their hold on you yeah and then the second one is what seeking the will of God for your life and the third one good conscience, don't kill your conscience the fourth one is regular fellowship have fellowship join a church, I pity those who say I don't need a church it's almost like you're a human being and you say you don't need other human beings to develop how would you learn how to speak huh? think about it. Say, i don't need other human beings even how would you be of use because when the animals see you they see food when the snakes see you they see an enemy that they must kill yeah, you can't go and tell a snake oh you see i love you i want to be your friend because I've abandoned all the humans. I don't want to because these humans they are very funny, you know. So since since I became a human, I've decided that me I'll stay with you guys. They'll bite you. When a lion sees you, they say, ah, what a wonderful meat. They'll eat you alive. You must fellowship with other humans to be able to be a human. You see, to be a human, you must fellowship with humans. Uh, because it is fellowship with the humans that make you a human. It's not because you have two eyes and a brain. No. It is fellowshiping with humans that, that socializes you into a human being. What was the last point? By not keeping company with sinners. Yes. And then was it? By walking in truth. By walking in truth, you see the reason why we are not spiritual is that we don't walk in the truth. We don't walk in the Word of God. Ephesians two twenty-seven. Is it two twenty-seven or four four twenty-seven? Six six fourteen. Then there's also James where he says, "I have no greater joy than that my children to hear that my children walk in the truth." Walking in the truth is very important. It means walking in the word of God. It means your actions and reactions must be guided by the word of God. It doesn't mean walking on the Bible, no. Walking in the word of God means that the word of God is the basis of your decisions, your actions and your reactions, your comments and everything. That's what it means to walk in the truth. Some of us, we, 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 it's almost like we hardly do anything that we have a verse for. We have even forgotten that we are Christians. But you are changing in Jesus' name. Yes. I said, you are changing in Jesus' name. Yes. You shall be a very strong Christian. Yes. I said, you shall be a very strong Christian. Yes. As they sang, I want to be a strong Christian who loves the Lord with your heart. It shall be so in your case, in Jesus' name. You shall be a God Himself will raise you up a strong Christian. Yes. I said, God Himself will raise you up a very strong Christian. And people will marvel. They'll be surprised. By his spirit, he will do it. I said, by his spirit, he will do it. You will, you, will, you will become a living testimony of the wonderful works of God. And the last one, that's the last one. Hallelujah. So you see, I preach from the book. Isn't it? You have the book. Are you blessed? Oh, I see you changing. I see you walking in the realm where things are done yeah it will be said of you you are known in heaven like it was said of jacob that have power with men and have power with god you shall have power with god i said you shall have power with god your name shall no longer be jacob i mean jacob your name shall be israel because you have power power you see when you speak heaven will know you and they will know your voice I said heaven will know you and you, they will know your voice and whatever you tell, you speak whilst you are here, it, it, the angels will be moving very fast to do it whoever you set free they will quickly send armies to set them free because you have relationship with heaven. let's rise to our feet, thank you Holy Spirit oh lift up your voice and thank the Lord for this day speak a word to him, speak your word Oh, rakata I see a strong Christian arising out of you. I see a spiritual person coming out of your life. I see a person who is not deceived to focus on the physical but a person who is so clear in their minds focusing not on the physical but in the spiritual. Yes. I see a spiritual brother here. I see a spiritual sister. I see somebody whose presence is changing. When you enter your home, demons will start shouting. When you enter your workplace, demons will scream and start crying out. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. It shall be our testimony. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. 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 Yes, you are spiritual. You love to pray. You love to talk to God. You love to walk in His Word. Your conscience will be active and alive because you constantly allow a good conscience, exercising your will jesus oh, we are rising to thank you holy in the name of jesus by your spirit, by spirit. By spirit. By the power. thank you holy spirit thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I see a rise of a great spiritual people, great a great army of the Lord, you shall do an God, because, you shall God. because you shall know your God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jesus, oh, yes. Great, oh yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. your will do your will for Thank you, Jesus. Thank you to Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Thank you Lord, Lord. Thank you Thank you I want to be like you in your spirituality i want to be like you in your spirituality lift up your voice and ask him this is what i want to be like you. i see you prayed often i want to pray like you i see you walk in the truth all the time for you always say it is written it is written that is what i want to do you constantly went to church I want Me to be constantly like be in Jesus. church. Thank I you for this. Want Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to be. be like you. to be I want to be like you. I want to I you. Like I like that I may be like you. I Do your works Me telling you. I want to like be more like, like Jesus. me I, I want to be like more like, like you. Somebody pray to God. She is that you so want to be like him. Tell it. It. To be like you, to be like you. To be like you my heart's desire. It's my heart's desire. It's all I need. It's all I I want to be like you. Jesus. Father I pray for your people I pray that Lord by your spirit we will be spiritual we will be spirit minded we will be conscious of heaven heaven will be our focus and we will source things from heaven because of the revelation and the truth that it is from heaven from whence all blessings flow. So we shall constantly call upon heaven in all that we do and in all that we say. Our lives shall be heaven-guided. Not just to go there, but to recognize that it is from there that everything we will need and everything we will ever want would come from. For Jesus said to Peter, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. Jesus, you said this to Peter and we receive this saying of yours in our hearts and therefore even in our exams as we learn whatever we will do, we will talk to you for help from heaven as we make our earthly efforts as we make our natural effort, we will call for your supernatural involvement. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We shall leave no aspect of our lives unattended without calling on heaven to be involved. As we go out, heaven, we shall call on you to be involved. As we come in heaven, you shall hear our voice calling for your involvement. In our homes, in our families, we will call for your intervention and your direction. In our decisions, we will ask what you have to say concerning it. Lord, answer us when we call on you. Hear us when we pray. And cause our lives to see that you are prayer answering God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless your name. I bless your name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, somebody invited you to church. You heard the sermon and you look a little bit lost because you are saying to yourself how can i be spiritual jesus said if you believe on him as the son of god who came to die for your sins and my sins you will receive eternal life that eternal life is being reborn by the holy spirit of your spirit for jesus said In John 3.6 That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Marvel not that I say unto you. You must be born again. Therefore being born again is having an opportunity to receive Jesus and to have your spirit rebirth. So that you can be in touch with heaven. So that you can be in tune with heaven. Because heaven would have its product in you. That is your spirit. That is born of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you want to say, Pastor, I want to believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. I want to receive Him as such. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift it up. Lift it up. I need to pray with you before I take my seat. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I feel there is one person that must give their life to Jesus. I don't know who you are, and I'm not seeing you. I'm not intending to open my eyes, but I want you to lift up your hands, whoever you are, pray with me. Very quickly, very quickly. I just feel that there's a guy here who must give your life to Jesus. Yes, thank you, Let's Spirit. I have to be obedient. Just lift up your hands. Don't, 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 don't struggle. Don't struggle. God says he has better plans for your life than you think you have for yourself, and there's nothing you can lose when you enter into a deal with God by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So lift up your hands quickly. I want to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Let's all say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. And I'm grateful to be alive, to be able to call on you. Today as I call on you, I call on you as my God. Have mercy on me forgive me of my sin forgive me. Come forgive me of my sin of rebelliousness forgive me of my sin of rebelliousness I come to you just as I am in full submission to your authority, in full to your authority. Whatever, you say, whatever you say I will do, I will do. Guide, me by your guide me by your spirit I declare my faith, I declare my faith. as Jesus Christ being your, son, being your son who came to die for my sins for my he sin. rose again on the third day seated at your right hand through this prayer Jesus I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior, as my Lord and Savior. baptize me with your Holy, Holy Spirit and I shall be a diligent follower of you, that shall be a follower of you. by your Holy Spirit by your Guide me, Guide me into every truth. Into every truth. Guide, me Guide me into knowledge, into, knowledge. into understanding. Into understanding. And, above all, and above all, help me to see the dark works of Satan in my life. Help me to see the dark works of Satan in my life. That I will break free from it. That I will break free. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for these precious lives. Let your hand be upon them. And do with them what only God can do. Take them from low place to a very high place, that they will know that you are God. Thank you, Father, for today and for speaking through your servant. We are grateful and we are honored. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on Loyalty House South Africa of awe.